Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of True Myths, One Lie, the game show in the form of a podcast all about myths, urban legends, conspiracies, all of the things that we don't fully understand. I'm your host, Anthony Manella, and the way that the game works is three stories are told, two of which are sworn to be true and one that is completely made up. It is up to my guests and everyone at home to try and figure out which story is the lie. However, this week has a little bit of a twist. It is a part two to last week. The guests are playing True Myths One Lie hard mode this time around, and they have six stories. They have all three of last week's stories and this week's stories to try and figure out one lie. Today's first guest lied to the entire world in his last vlog. Ryan, please explain yourself. Oh no. What? I was so what? scared. This is controversial. You oh. lied to the whole world. <sighs> okay. Yeah, this is this is um, a big controversy here, but in the part of my vlog where I, I get on a plane and I go to uh, California <laughs> and then you soon see me on a lake kayaking. That is not in California. <laughs> That's just a clip of him kayaking that he pretended was in California, and I needed to I call just, him out. You, I didn't, for real? I didn't have enough clips of me in California, so I threw it in thinking no one would no one would question it. <laughs> and I... And now, here I am, exposed <laughs> on True Miss One Live, the podcast hurt. that no one watches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to walk out, and we didn't even lose. Well, yeah. uh, you shouldn't walk out because... This is a compliment. Today's second guest became a professional longboarder in the span of just uh, oh, yeah. a few weeks. Professional. He's, he's absolutely incredible. And by that, I mean, he says, hold my hand while I go down the hill. What? That didn't happen. My brother, Christopher <laughs> Manat. <laughs> <laughs> it did not happen. Got this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> Today's third guest prefers when the movie trailers spoil the whole movie instead of don't show anything. Austin Murphy. You know, I'm actually a firm believer that a movie is as good as many times as you can rewatch it. So if I get spoiled by a movie trailer and I don't see the movie, the movie wasn't going to be good anyways. You know what I mean? Um, what? <laughs> I followed nothing. I followed nothing <laughs> as well. <laughs> And that's why we love him. That's part of what makes Austin so magical. Austin like looks what like sees the parts that he thinks are gonna be funny, and he's excited to see it again. He's excited <laughs> to be like, I oh, remember this part from the trailer. Yeah. I can't wait to see it for the fourth time. I literally watch a movie and say, "Remember this part from the trailer." I do actually do that. You actually do. Yeah, I know. Before we jump into today's topic, we're gonna take a quick little break. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And we are back. <sighs> so, for those of you who watched last week's episode, you already know that this is a part two. We are talking all about Skinwalker Ranch again today. It's a super interesting topic because uh, for those of you who didn't see the last episode, it's basically a ranch that a ton of paranormal activity has happened at. So much so that the government has privately funded a research team, a scientific research team to go in there 
and observe these things and report it because they think that this place could be some sort of national uh, security threat. So... Last week's episodes only talked about what the family who uh, lived there in the 90s, the Gormans, saw. This episode takes place both about the Gormans and also the scientific research teams are in each of these stories there, backing these things oh. up. These stories, like, by the government, by the scientific research team, say, I swear to you, these are true stories. And they're going against everything that science believes in and risking their careers by coming out and saying these things, but that's just what makes this so credible. Um, they're some of the most realistic, like, paranormal, quote-unquote, stories that you could have. Yes, Christopher? Does that go for the first three as well? Uh, the first three are only told from the point of view of the Gormans of the oh, family. that makes this very difficult. If you thought that last week's stories were, like, weird and unbelievable, oh, you are in for a treat, my friends, because these stories are nuts. So if we do win this episode, can that count as two wins? Sure. No way. I will literally give you guys two points if you get this right because this is True Myths One Lie Hard Mode. Oh no. Even the fact that this is like a hard mode version and you guys have to pick out a six, like that side of the episode aside, I really think that these stories are so freaking cool and I'm really excited to tell them. And I hope you guys like them as much as I do. Well, let's dive right in. Story number four. If you remember from last week, Tom and his wife, Ellen, are the people who own this ranch. Their last name are the Gormans, and lots of crazy things happen here. And it's believed to be that this is maybe the place where Skinwalkers originated from. That's the theory, and that's how it got its name. That's why everyone knows it today as Skinwalker Ranch. Weird things happen there still to this day. So now on to the story. This took place on March 10th, 1996. Tom and his wife, Ellen, were out and they were checking on one specific cattle because this cattle just had a newborn calf. So they're watching over it and then they go attend to other business on the farm for 40 minutes. When they come back, there is an absolutely horrific sight. They see the mother limping as if it's been injured and then they find the newborn calf has been ripped open. It's pride there with like three legs spread wide as if it's on present like like it's as if it's a presentation right like they were examining whoever did this was examining this sort of thing the fourth leg is completely removed they look at the calf and the only thing that they see is like a mangled rib cage left inside and the weirdest part there's absolutely no blood to be found anywhere so Tom decides to call the head of the NIDS research team, Calm Keller. So Calm shows up and he's only there maybe an hour after this happens and he confirms that this exact scene definitely happened. But doing further <clears throat> research on this, he's looking at the baby calf and he notices that one of its ears is completely missing and it doesn't look like it was ripped off or anything. The ear has been basically surgically removed. It's a clean cut, okay? So later that night, Tom Gorman and Calm heard Tom's dogs barking like crazy. They were going absolutely wild. Can we get a year on this? March 96, March 10th. 96. Dang, Austin. How did you know that? <laughs> wait, wait, when did the dogs die? Uh, In 96, 96 as well. And I don't remember exactly. Did we though. get a month? It was fall. Okay. So what they do is they hop in their Jeep and they speed off to see what they can find. They're driving for a while, and that's when they see a cow 
standing over. Uh, over, oh my God. <laughs> Cowman. <laughs> Grabs him by the neck and starts swinging him around. Udders. <laughs> Grabs him with his udders. <laughs> no, they see a cow standing under one tree. And they're looking into what? this tree and they see these two yellow lights illuminating from inside the branches of the tree. They get a closer look and they see this really weird animalistic looking creature perching in the branches. So Tom takes out his weapon and he shoots the creature. The creature falls out of the tree. They drive over to the tree and lo and behold, there's nothing there when they arrive. All that's left is a like an imprint in the ground of where the creature fell, but there's no creature there at all. That's when they notice another one of these things. They get a slightly better look at this one, and it appears to have like two giant claws protruding from the back of its legs. Once again, they do the same thing. They shoot at it, it falls, they head over there, and the only thing they find is a print of it left in the snow, but there's absolutely no trace of the creature. And that is story number four. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. So, um, so that was really interesting because that story now ties back to stories three and story two. Yeah. Two with the lights. Yep. The lights in the woods. And three with the dogs. Yeah. And the vanishing. Yeah. Can I say something I thought was really weird? Yeah. That head of the Nid scene was there based on the story within the hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've ever heard this before, but let's say you call a specialist up to help you with something. They're a specialist. They have, they're busy. They usually have something mm-hmm. on their schedule. He showed up in the hour. Maybe it was a first time call ever from this man. He's like, I'm there. It's so like, that's crazy. So can I add yeah. this group of people are hired to only look at this one ranch. That's their only job. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking um, something like that. And they also stay ri- right nearby. Gotcha. They like basically live on the ranch. They're like ready wow. for these calls. But yeah. if, if I got a call on Mario day, I would be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I do not want to work today. Now it's like, did story four uh, just steal pieces from the other stories? Yeah. Or did the, one of the other stories take something from story four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the fake one is one of the ones with the dogs. Yeah, that's, I don't know which so one. So far, so far, that's what I'm thinking. I, we might have been right when we were trying to go for three last time, because now it gives more credibility to the dogs thing. Because yeah. at first we were like, yep. "Oh, he made up the dogs out of nowhere," but now we have another story that confirmed the dogs. So I'm, I'm with you guys on the three four. I like that. I like yeah. that. But what about two though? What about two's connection to um to four with the lights? Again, there was like weird headlights in the woods. I don't know if they were described as headlights this time, though, right? They weren't described as headlights. And they were in just, a tree. They were illuminating lights in a tree. He shot the thing. When the thing fell, the lights were gone, too. Yeah, can we talk about the fact that he just shot this thing? I have no idea what it, even yeah, ran away. Did he even do anything? Tom, what's his last name? Gorman. Tom Gorman is a dangerous man. He is. Because he just sees something that he doesn't recognize and shoots it on sight yep. immediately. You are going to love the minigame. He said, what's that cow looking at? Bam. Oh my god. <laughs> so are we gonna have to guess things that he hasn't shot yet? Correct. <laughs> Wait, actually? Oh, yeah. You are oh so my good. god. You are I, incredible. How does he Silent pee. Locking it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening whatever he says. Whatever That's he says. Honestly, Tofa just been so on point this episode. I'm listening that, to him. And and the episode prior that I am afraid that he's gonna get it right even on hard mode. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Tove, Tove woke up on the right side of the bed this he morning. Did. I did. We are Ready to move on? I think we're okay. ready. Yeah, I thought you were going to say ready to lock in the story. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't no, need the rest. 
Um, there's something that I forgot that I just remembered that also connects stories three and four. Okay. Both of those stories had Ellen be a main character. Good point. Ellen and Tom were together. In story three, they were together watching the cattle, and story okay. four, they were together watching the cattle. Yeah. She's just a device in one and two, but three and four, she's actually a character. Yeah. Good point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Story number five. So one morning, the day is June 3rd, Tom Gorman hears a bell coming from out in the forest. So he grabs his weapon and he goes and he knocks on the NID scientific research door and he says, hey, uh, did you guys hear that bell? And they go, yeah, we heard it, but uh, we figured it was just one of your cowbells. And he's like, uh, the problem is that none of my cows wear a bell. So I don't know what this sound was. So him and this guy, Eric, from the research team go out to try and investigate. They walk out towards the forest and a couple of other people on the NIDS research team stayed back to try and record the sounds. So while they're out there, they're about 30 yards away from the trees when Eric says, let me pull out my EMF reader. For those of you who don't know, an EMF reader is basically something that um, it reads like magnetic waves. So this way, if there's things paranormal or things that are extraterrestrial, it'll pick up strong like radiation and strong uh, magnetic fields. Electromagnetic fluctuator. I thought it was just field. I don't know what it says for. It'll pick up electromagnetic fields from paranormal uh, like ghosts and aliens and so on and so forth. So they're over there and he's getting an extremely high magnetic field reading from his EMF reader. <laughs> Tom is looking through the scope in his weapon and he's waiting to see if he can see anything so he can shoot at it because Tom loves shooting things. Rigger happy Tom. <laughs> they don't see anything but they hear the bell and it's getting closer and closer and closer to the edge of the trees. Yet, they still can't see anything. Right as the bell sounds like it's getting to the edge of the tree line, it then starts to turn around and head back into the forest. Eric suggests that they should go back to the trailer to get some other pieces of equipment to see if they can get any stronger readings, pick up on anything at all. So they go back to the trailer, they go back out there, they don't find anything. They call it a night. Eric goes back to the trailer. That night, the team from the trailer has recorded the sound of that bell multiple times. And that's when they start to see a huge, weird, shadowy figure lurking through all these trees. And the same thing would happen. They would hear that bell, it would get close to the edge of the tree line, and then it would go back out every time it got close. This would happen over and over and over again. They were seeing it reach the tree line or they were seeing it from the Hearing trailer it. via the video? They were uh, They were seeing it via video. Okay. They set up equipment outside of I the woods. They had the sound equipment. I yep. was just that video. Mm -hmm. also. Okay. They were hearing the bell move closer and seeing this thing lurking through the woods. Gotcha. Like a heat camera or whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> so the next morning, Tom realizes that they heard things and saw things, but there was no legitimate proof of anything happening. So he goes and walks out into the woods. And what he finds is about a 10-foot-wide trail of trees 
completely knocked down. Like as if something had bulldozed an entire trail and the trail goes for as far as he can see into the woods. And that is the end of story number five. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. Immediate plot hole being how did no one hear the trees get leveled? Yeah. If a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, I guess it doesn't make a sound. Yep. Nope. Ten feet is the size of a basketball hoop. Ten feet wide of trees just cleared down in a forest. Yeah. That is huge. That's, <laughs> that's like literally a whole roadway almost. Or half a roadway. It's like one lane. Like, that sounds like a UFO thing, what well, they do with the crops. Yeah, when they literally Ten just feet wide of trees leveled is not that much considering how thick a tree is and... Would these trees be directly next to each other? Maybe like three trees went down. No, but, but it, like, went, like, it went for but miles. Like, yeah. yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like the a bulldozer is going to do that. that much. I'm saying like a bulldozer is going to do that because a bulldozer is not right. wide enough. You know what I mean? Like that would have to be something supernatural or like a super strong man just running yeah. and just ripping them out of the ground. Yeah. Exactly. There was some large shadowy thing. That's what they saw. Do right. they know if that's what did it? No. Right. I mean, I don't think this is the fake story. <laughs> This one did not line up with the others. No, not at all. So anyway, as you guys already predicted with the minigame is, we're going to be guessing. Guys. Oh, what? my bad. Just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't had one thing ever on the show. Just give it to me, please. All right, all right. He carried us the last minigame. No, what he, is he talking about? What do you about? mean? You have had so many good moments. All right. Okay. Has Tom Gorman shot at this? I'm going to give you a list of things. You basically have to guess yes or no. And uh, you can use your stories as context clues. You ready? Sure. The first thing, UFOs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He shot at these constantly. <laughs> <laughs> aliens. Yeah. I, I don't know if he ever actually saw aliens. I feel like- No, no. The one in the tree. That's okay, yeah, I'm pretty that, sure that's that, an can alien. Can that classify as an alien? Can that classify as an alien? No. No. I don't oh. think he shot at an alien. I think his wife saw the aliens, but- only in the spaceship. I think he's only ever seen lights or UFOs. I don't think he's seen aliens. Okay. I'll go with him. Okay. Correct. He has not shot at aliens. Wild animals. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cryptids. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Tree thing. 100%. If that would have given away an answer if he didn't. <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the blue orb. In the first story, he didn't. He just took his dogs at him. The, the blue orb. No, the blue orb. orb. The blue orb is story number three. Oh wait, wait, this, but this could this is this giving could it help away. us give us wait yeah. in the story he didn't shoot at it though. Yeah, I just said he sent the dogs. Oh, okay, he sent right. the dogs. No. Correct. He actually tried to protect the blue orb for a while. Does that mean that's real? Okay. Next. I don't get it. I don't, I don't, you guys are both having a revelation here. Yeah, because does it. that yeah. mean that the story is real? If Th that's confirming if this happened or not. Oh, because this is real. Yeah, yeah. Shot. Oh, yes. I thought this was based on what we heard. No. Oh. Is this just based on stories that the stories we've heard, or like is this based on like? Can't answer that. Okay. Um, people. If they're no. in the UFO. I'm going to say no. I'll go no. Because no. we don't know definitely that he has shot at them. He shoots at everything he sees. Yes. He, there's the only thing that he hates more than paranormal activity. Oh, trespassers. Or trespassers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that was obvious. <laughs> he shoots at people all the time. Does Utah have that law where you can shoot people on your property? Um, I, I guess. <laughs> I, Tom doesn't need laws. <laughs> Tom is the law. <laughs> Tom right. Gorman is the law. Has Tom shot at skinwalkers? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Despite the name of the ranch, he believes no. He doesn't think he ever actually saw a skinwalker. But he believes in cryptids. Bigfoot. No. Yes. I think he believes that Knowing he did. Tom, yeah. Christopher's right. He did uh, not shoot at Bigfoot. Did he shoot at Tom? 
Tom himself. Yes. Did he shoot at him? Yes. Potentially by accident. I feel like he probably saw like an apparition of <laughs> himself. Nobody's right. safe. I, I don't think he ever shot. That's oh. not even on the list here. Uh, I just yeah. really threw it in as a joke. I, I, really really I wouldn't put it past him. Like he's walking through the woods and then he sees a paranormal figure of himself and he's like, oh my God, I see myself. <laughs> Gotta shoot it. Okay. Portals in the sky. Yeah. I, I, I like you're saying yes to everything. This guy's land. Um, I mean, we never heard a story that had portals in the sky, but you know what? Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. He has not shot. Dang it! I, I, thought he shoots, I thought. I mean, I thought he shoots at everything. Like okay. He said he just probably hasn't seen portals in the sky yet. Poltergeists. What's that? Ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. <sighs> I've said yes so many times. I get. Did not say it again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He also believes yes, he has. Okay. All right. Final one. Has he shot at his nephew, Dave? <laughs> to toughen him up. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Has he shot at his nephew, Dave? <laughs> to toughen him, to toughen him up. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, though? What do you think? Well, hmm. I kind of told Anthony to say that. So no? So no. no. <laughs> he whispered to me. Anthony, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go with so no. yes. <laughs> so no, he's not okay. shot at his nephew. Wouldn't be but surprised. I, I didn't want you to reveal that because I wanted oh. to say yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wanted to say yes and then say I was kidding. Let's take it back. Any, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's too late. Okay. Um. So those are the list of things that Thomas shot at basically everything. Except he loves for shooting. Portals yeah. in the sky. Except for portals and in the sky and the blue orb. Yeah, and that um uh, oh I don't know Skinwalker. Skinwalkers. Yeah, on the <laughs> ranch he lives in. Yeah, on Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I mean that's just what he believes. Mm. I feel like he's wrong and he shot at them without realizing that he that's what he shot at. Um, that's just my personal theory right, though. Big wolf. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick little break. We will be right back. And we are back. Okay. Are you guys ready to hear story number three? Yeah. All right. Nope. We're not. We're no, ready we to are. hear story number six. We, we are ready. Six. You're correct. You are oh, ready to hear right. story number six. <laughs> My fault. Thank you, Ryan. Story number six. On the night of August 25th, two of the research scientists, Jim and Mike from NIDS, they were about six hours into their watch. And on this particular night, they were so determined to capture something. They were doing everything in their power, using every piece of equipment they have. They were even meditating to see if they can try and lure anything out to them. So they were doing all of this research on a bluff. So much time goes by and nothing has happened. They're like, all right, throw in the towel, pack it up. They start putting all of their things away when all of a sudden they see this weird yellow light illuminating. And they're like, what is that thing? So... One of them takes out their infrared binoculars and looks through those to get a better look. And the other one takes out their infrared camera and starts trying to capture pictures of this thing. Only Mike was able to tell. This thing started growing. This light was growing larger and larger. Mike whispers and he goes, Ah, Jim, it's a tunnel. This thing opens up and once it reaches about two feet, this six-foot dark creature with no face crawls out of this tunnel and it comes into the real world and then the light disappears in a blink and they cannot see this creature at all. They check the photos and all that can be seen in the photos is a little yellow light. They ran down to the spot where they saw that light open up. All that they smelt was a disgusting, like, musky smell 
and no sign of anything else. So they tried to take some radiation readings and they couldn't find anything. That is the end of story number six. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. Wow, that's the end. So like an interdimensional portal opened and let this thing out. It that's makes cool story. other stories though. With the I trees and the lights it. in the sky before. Yeah, again with the yellow light. Yeah. I think the fourth story might be the fake one. That's it. But let's finish up with this one. There wasn't really too much going on in this one. Like uh, detail wise. It was not, well, we can't focus on that. But no. yeah. The only thing that caught me was just like a two foot portal opened up and a six foot yeah. monster crawled it's out. Cool. It's like, wow, he must have been. Yeah. 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 And then there's no monster there when they even get there. Right. The courage of these, of these two guys <laughs> to just run straight towards where they saw this interdimensional <laughs> being come right? out of. They're like, we gotta find it. Where is it? We gotta capture it. What? <laughs> you can travel through space. <laughs> you are making a dangerous move. <laughs> I don't really have much else to add on that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was pretty like, just ominous and scary. I kind of liked right. it, though. Well, those are your six stories. I'm going to recap all six as a refresher and then let you guys discuss and make your final decisions. All right? Everybody get comfortable. Story number one, which we told last week, was about Tom and his kids seeing a very large wolf. It goes and attacks one of their cattle. They shoot two chunks of large flesh off of it, and it smells like death. The creature and its footprints disappear. Story number two was about Dave, who needed a toughen up visit. So he takes Dave out to face his fear of the dark. While they're out there, they see two lights in the distance. The lights start to hover, and they realize that what they're looking at is not trespassers. This thing is some sort of UFO. It flies off into the night sky and disappears. Story number three, Tom and Ellen were trying to enjoy their evening when a blue orb with this glowing blue boiling liquid crackling inside of it comes up to them. Tom lets his dogs out to try and capture this thing. The dogs go out into the woods following this thing and the dogs never returned home. I had a revelation. Story number four, Tom and Ellen had a cow that just had a baby calf. When they come back to that spot, the baby cow is completely torn apart. The mother also appears to be injured in some sort of way. The NIDS team takes a look at it and they see that this thing has been uh, like surgically taken apart. Its ear is removed. They see this weird creature and two glowing yellow lights from a tree. They shoot this thing out. The thing falls. They go further into the woods. They see another one of these things. The same thing happens. Both times when they shot this creature, it was nowhere to be found on the ground where they know that it fell. Story number five is about that bell. Tom hears a weird bell. Him and Eric go out and they try and find the bell. They don't. The NIDS team is recording both sound and audio all night and they see creatures lurking in the woods. They hear the bell, it gets close to the edge of the forest, but it keeps going back into the woods whenever it gets close. When Tom goes out there the next day, he finds so many trees have been bulldozed down. It's about 10 feet wide and the trail goes for as long as he can see. Story number six, the NIDS team is about six hours into their watch when all of a sudden they see a portal open up. Some weird six foot tallish creature with no face crawls out of the portal. It can't be seen by the camera, but it is seen through the binoculars. They go down there to see what they found and all they smell is this weird musky smell and they found no trace of anything that had happened. Those are your six stories. I'm gonna give you guys some time to discuss. Go. I think I, I had a revelation. Let me hear it. So about the blue orb for number three. In the minigame, we were presented with the question of, did Tom shoot at the blue orb? 
And we said no, because in the story, we he did not shoot at it mm-hmm. in the story. But when I asked Anthony if that confirms whether or not the story, you know, he said he couldn't say. And my thought is that, of course, the answer would be no. Because one, we didn't see it in the story. But two, if that story is not even real, he didn't shoot at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember when Anthony also added that he was trying to protect the orb? Yeah. But like he didn't seem like he was trying to. He sicked his dogs on them. Yeah. I think that that was thrown into the minigame to throw us off and make us just think that that story is real. Mm-hmm. You mean real or fake? I think... No, I think it's fake, yeah, okay, but I you. think it was thrown yeah, in there to make us you. think this is real. Yeah, I totally get you. I agree. And I like it. Story 3 also has the connection to Story 4. They're very similar. I feel like I might want to stick with 3. I think 3 or 4, but I'll go with 3. I definitely will go with 3. But, like, yeah. I don't want to be the reason that we get it wrong. But, I like, what do you guys think? I think that's a very sound like, um, line of thinking. I was thinking that it was either 3 or 4. Yeah. And then I think that, that makes me scrape 4 off the list because that more so just makes three seem like it has to be real Mm -hmm. and it's like dude stop glorifying this just as fake as the other ones you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i feel like it's trying so hard it's probably fake and i think it would be wild if we locked in three last week and like three was right all along like we figured it out before even hearing everything else (laughs) that would be crazy i like that i yeah i totally don't think he would make six like the one because then it's the freshest in our mind yes yeah so very good point Safe to put it somewhere in the middle. I would say I'm I'm down to lock it in three. I'm down, yeah. All right, Anthony. Of this completely unnecessary, ridiculous version of True Miss One Lie. That is correct. That's (laughs) made for us to lose. Thank you. We are locking in story number three as the fake story. You're locking in story number three? We're locking in story three. Guys, it is not story number three. (sighs) Can we get a second guess? Go ahead. Does it count as a win? Um, Can it count as one it win? It will not count as a win. <laughs> it will count as one win. We'll, no, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The math adds up that way. Yeah, because if we got it right on the first guess, it, it was going to count as two wins. wins. So if we get it right on the second guess, it's one, it's win. one win. And then third guess, it's nothing. I'm not going to give you a second guess then. Oh, damn. Well, we're locking in story number four. You're locking in story number four? Yep. It is not story number four. Is it number five? No, no, no. It's story number five. The bulldoze trees! I'm okay. That I, means I can sue myself. Story number six was confirmed. That was very weird. By Niggs. <laughs> that's so true. That's terrifying. Whatever. I think we played well. You win some, you lose some. Um, I think you guys played very well. I think that your reasonings for breaking everything down were very, very good, despite <laughs> there being literally so many stories to choose from this time and so many details to pick apart. So I say that... Um, True Miss One Lie hard mode went well. And yes, that does mean that story four and story six are confirmed by Nids. They really saw this. Four ain't that scary. Yeah. Six is just ridiculous. That's hor- That means that something <laughs> yeah. crawled into our universe. Yeah, that's what's scary. That's yeah. horrifying. And they swear that this happened. Four just had like what could be literally monkeys in a tree. And then this guy, Tom, just just like bang, bang. But story <laughs> six is literally interdimensional yeah. being teleports yeah. through, closes portal behind them, unseen ever again. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I think Skinwalker Ranch is so cool. Thank you guys for playing. Thank everyone at home for watching. If you enjoyed, please give us a rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. If you're watching the video version, make sure to give us a like, leave a comment letting us know what you thought, and subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss when we post new episodes. If you have stories of your own, make sure to send them in to truemissonelie at gmail.com or to my Instagram at culty35. I would love to use your stories for a future episode. I can use true stories for the truths, and I can use fake stories that you write. 
Otherwise, that is about it. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you again next week with a brand new episode of the podcast and on Friday with a brand new comedy skit. Bye, guys.